I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are revisiting the conversation of how to find your Enneagram type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I have gotten back into daily meditation. It's something that is a bit of a lifeline for me. If I'm not doing it on a regular basis, I can tell a noticeable difference. And I just had a really good meditation practice this morning. I had an absolutely luxurious like yoga nidra practice this Saturday. I'm still like riding on that. So if you have kind of let meditation fall by the wayside, let this be kind of your reminder that it feels really good. My thorn is that honestly, I've had some bad boundaries around my phone since I got back from sabbatical. When I was on sabbatical, I didn't really have my phone out very much. And then since I've gotten back, I've let some of my really good habits slip where I've just been on my phone all day, every day. And that is one of the things that is worst for me in my mental health is just being on my phone. And normally before sabbatical, I picked up my phone during work hours and then I put my phone down when I was off of work. Also, I take all social media off my phone over the weekends, but I haven't been doing that. I didn't do that in July and it matters. It's like a big deal for me. So this weekend I took Instagram off my phone and it felt really good just to not have anything that wanted my attention. That wasn't my time with my family or my time with myself. And then my bud is I'm just really looking forward to this week. This is the first week of August. So for me, that means it's the week of interviews. So I'm doing all of my interviews for the podcast for the month of August. And we have my Brave Collective meeting. So it's a big meeting week for me, but I'm really looking forward to just getting to talk to people, getting to listen to people's stories and get you all some really fun interviews underway. Okay, friends, so we actually did an episode on this recently, but I got a DM saying that it wasn't the right audio and I went to go check on it and somehow the wrong thing got uploaded. So we're just kind of redoing it. I wanna make sure that we are solid on this content because it's one of the questions I get the most. And so I want to have a place to send people. And it's one of those things that I needed the most when I was trying to figure out my type. So I'm going to give you some very practical steps and warnings about figuring out your Enneagram type. So the first is just some things to know. The first thing is that most quizzes aren't accurate, meaning like they're usually around 50 to 80% accurate. It's very hard to test on motivation, which is all that the Enneagram is based on. And so most of the quizzes are asking you things like, do you think it's important to be nice and helpful? And most of us would answer yes to that, even if it's not necessarily our main driver or motivator. So I just wanna be clear, when you take a quiz online, don't just accept your result as your answer. Go in and do some research and get deeper into it so that you're really going through and seeing what connects to you and what you resonate with. The second thing to keep in mind is that it is often confusing because 
we're caught up in stereotypes of the numbers. Like recently, even I posted a video of me having a self-care day and the preview clip that my assistant put together had me reading a lot and someone was like are you a five and it's like not everybody who likes to read is a five and I think that's where we get caught up in it confuses our number a little bit we're like oh if I'm having anxiety maybe I'm a six or if I really care about my job maybe I'm a, I have to be a three and it's not really like that it's more like what is the thing I think that I have to be in order for the world to accept me or for me to have my place? Like, is that a good person? Is that being likable? Is that being successful? Is that being significant, like different and, and significant in some way? Is that being informed and capable? Is that being a loyal friend or on guard uh, against potential threats? Is that being like happy and free? Is it being strong or is it being easy to get along with? Like it can be that simple, but we start actually, I think, overcomplicating the Enneagram when we get into this like, oh, fives love to read, sevens love to party. <laughs> but I'm over here a seven who loves to read. It's actually so much deeper than these things we do. It's like why we're doing them that matters. So pull back. If you notice that you're like seeing something on Instagram and it's like making you question, like pull back and go back to the part of you that's like, what do I think that I have to be? How am I earning my place in the world? What do I think being okay even means? Does being okay mean being happy? Does being okay mean being safe and supported? Does being okay mean being successful? Really go back to that. And finally, the thing to know is that it's a hundred percent a process for a lot of people. They type really quickly and it's really obvious to them, but for a lot of others, it takes some time and it's, it takes some research. And that's actually pretty beautiful that you have enough interest in yourself to do the research, because that means that you really care not only about yourself, but about the people in your life and how you're impacting them. And I think that's awesome. So take your time, really let yourself be in the process. So I'm going to give you this step-by-step -step guide to what I would do if I was starting over and in the self-typing process from scratch. So I would really honestly not start with a quiz. I would read through every single type, either in a book or online. As you might know, I have a book called The Honest Enneagram. That might be a great place to start. Or you could go to something like enneagraminstitute.com and read up on the descriptions of every single Enneagram type and just see what your gut says. Which type gives you kind of a visceral reaction, makes you feel exposed a little bit too seen. I've talked before about how I took two years to self-type, but the truth is the day that I took my Enneagram quiz, I tested as a type two. It resonated kind of like, I was like, Ooh, that feels fine. And then I read the description for type seven and I thought this feels like someone is following me around and transcribing my life. And I felt like really, really seen in that. So even in like the initial reading of that number, I knew I was a seven, like I resonated so much, but no one had, I didn't know anyone to tell me like, 
trust that that's what you follow. So I second guessed myself a lot. I went back and forth. I really liked the idea of being a two because I thought two sounded really loving and giving. And so that sounded cool. But if I had really trusted myself at beginning and my, my own understanding of myself, then I would have really been like immediately known that I was a seven. Okay, so the second thing I would do if I were starting all over, I would read all the descriptions and then I would make sure to not shy away from my shadow. Meaning the Enneagram is a lot about the work that we're doing in our darkest. Like what is the stuff that's like limiting us, holding us back, causing harm at times? It's the dark stuff. And so when you read your type, sometimes you don't like it because you don't want to deal with all of that stuff or look at all of that stuff or see how the things that you thought were good your whole life are actually not helping. And I would just encourage you that when you read a type and it makes you feel uncomfortable or exposed, that you just kind of sit with that for a little bit and don't run away. Just so don't like type yourself a different type just so that you can feel good about yourself because that defeats the purpose. Like if I had said like, oh, I'm totally a two, I could have gone through life just not dealing with any of my stuff and being like, I don't know, my work is to just be more, less focused on others. And for some of you, that is your work. But for me, that is not it. And I would have been neglecting the deep Enneagram work that was available to me by being really comfortable with being mistyped. So don't shy away from the shadow. The third thing is that I think subtypes are really helpful when it comes to typing. And this was one of the things that really solidified my process was reading the description of the social seven by Beatrice Chestnut because I was able to really see how the complexity of which I was experiencing my life were more so mirrored back to me than even just in the simple seven description, because I do have a lot of like inner conflict between wanting what I want and feeling guilty for that. And that is such a unique experience that she described so intricately that I was able to really settle in on my number. And so if you're having a hard time typing, you might want to explore the subtypes. I do have a podcast episode for every single Enneagram type and their subtypes, but also Beatrice's book, The Complete Enneagram, is an amazing resource. Okay, and then the final thing that I would do over again, if I were going through the typing process again, let's say I have read the descriptions, I have committed to not being afraid of my shadow, I have read the subtypes, but I'm still like, maybe I could be this number or this number. Go and look up Enneagram panels on YouTube or online. You can search Enneagram type two panel and then it'll pull up usually a video where it has someone, a teacher or a guide, and then a group of people who all identify with the same Enneagram type and they're really in-depth descriptions, but then you're also able to see the similarities in the people on the panel, how they sit, how they talk, the things that they focus on when they're talking about themselves, the struggles that they've had in their life, and it's likely that you're gonna see yourself in one more than the other. 
And it can also help to add so much depth to each of the Enneagram types for anyone on that process or that journey. So that would be my final step. And if you still don't know, and you're in a situation, you've done all of these steps and you still are like, there are two to three types and I can't nail it down. There are a couple of ways you could do this. So I have a self-typing workshop, which will guide you through the process of self-typing. It's $29. It's on my website, enneagramandcoffee.com. That could be a huge asset. But if you want more support, my community, The Brave Collective, every Wednesday, I do Marco Polo chats with Brave Collective members, meaning you can voice message me face-to-face -face and we have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation. It takes some time because, you know, you message me on a Wednesday, I message you back, I get back to you the next Wednesday. So just be aware of that. But I do help people type in that process or at least help guide them through their own self-typing process. And then at the end of the day, if you're like, I just want someone to sit down with me one-on-one -on -one for an hour and really help me out, there are people who do that. I personally don't do that. I don't have the time to do that, but that exists. A great place to search for Enneagram coaches would be the IEA, the International Enneagram Association. They have like all the IEA accredited coaches and teachers there. So that might be a good resource to go search for an Enneagram coach. Okay, friends, I hope this was helpful, but I just want to say that it's important to remember that you are worth the journey. Like don't limit your access to self-knowledge, your access to deep growth, because you feel like you don't have the time or you feel like this feels like a lot, or maybe you don't like to give that much time to yourself because you're used to giving it to other people. You are worth the exploration. You are worth the journey. It is a journey, but it is completely a worthwhile one. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.